Okay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? It's going really well. How are you? Good. Thank you for coming on my podcast. It's called Hey Stranger, and basically what I do is I go to the park and I interview strangers. Uh-huh. And yeah, so whenever... The, you said you don't want to answer the secret question, right? Whatever. I'll land. You can ask me the question. We'll see what happens. So <laughs> you may not like... If you don't like it, you don't put it up. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Is there a secret you'd be willing to share with us? I, th- I think what people might perceive as a secret is I'm like 6'2", 220. I was a pretty good rugby player. Uh-huh. I'm big, big, big and strong. But my perception of myself, which I don't think people see, is I feel like I'm a small, gentle person. Okay. And the only time I see that other person is if I see myself in pictures with others. Wow. And I look at it and say, I guess I'm not that kind of small and it's like, it's how I perceive myself and how others might perceive me. If you would call that a secret, yeah, maybe. Have you ever uh, said that to anyone? Um, maybe, maybe I've said it to a few and I've just said, hey, I, I just don't see myself as a big person. Do you wish that you physically were more how you perceive yourself like do you wish you were smaller yes very much so because I was in sports and I did fairly well Mm -hmm. and it was like if you're the biggest you're the strongest you're the fastest which I in some ways I was and at pretty some decent levels then they expect you to do this but as I moved on in life Mm -hmm. I said you know if I could go back to high school I would have been in the choir I would have been in the band I would have been in act the acting classes and I would have said, okay, the football, the all that other stuff was, yeah, I enjoyed it. And that's what I thought I was supposed to do. But as I've gotten older and looked back, and I said, I, I want to be that weird kid. You know, that kid that's the, the uh, in the acting class or the kid that's in the uh, choir or just the small little guy that maybe the big guy like me is beating up or something. Not that I ever beat up on a little kid. You, you weren't that type of person? You didn't, like, bully anyone as a big guy? Oh, yeah, I did. You did? Yeah, I did, occasionally. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, I'm not proud of it, but, you know, it's just, you just... I was an angry, very angry young man, and I mm. kind of expressed that. So uh, there are people who would say yeah, I was a bully. Not too many of them. Okay. But not, not in later life. Have you forgiven yourself for that? Not really. Okay. No, because how do you forgive yourself for that? You know, you do you, you do stuff, and it's just there's someone who's smaller. They're um, they really can't do anything about it, mm-hmm. and you're just sitting there, and you're just a big big asshole bully. And then you know you don't think about it at the time, but yeah. I no, I have not forgiven myself. Probably never will. Did you at that time when, like, you were in high school? Mm-hmm. Did you like even then? Did you wish that you weren't like the football player, and like you were actually more into the arts? Or yeah, I do. You know, I'm I'm the, like the the big guy that goes out there and knocks people down and on the fields and stuff. And I was a flanker in rugby and you know pretty high level. Uh, and I played some Division One and some select side as flanker and a winger and that's pretty intense yeah and 
but when I listen to that song, what, what's, is it called The Boxer or something? From Simon sure. and Garfunkel? Okay. He cries every time someone hits him and he cries out. And I, I sit there and think, yeah, it's, that's more me. Mm-hmm. I'm very sensitive and it hurts when something happens and this and that. And, and I'm projecting myself as this big, uh, you know, powerful this and that. And, you know, I just, but really my soul is, I want to be gentle. I want to be, um, I want to be kind. But I, I didn't come from that existence. I came from a pretty abusive, you know, mm-hmm. my... Um, so my very seldom told people is when I was a little kid, my dad walked up and said, your mother hates you, we're going to get rid of you. And we just haven't figured out how to do it. But I'm just letting you know this is what's coming. Dang. And it was like, okay. And then sort of my dad died when I was in high school. But the last time he went to hit me, I, you know, I blocked it. And he says, you, you raise your hand to me again, I will kill you. And I didn't say anything, and I just thought, well, I guess we understand each other now. So, you know, I, I would have preferred to not have uh, been in that, uh, you know, come up through that in life. It was one thing that ha- did happen to me. But it's like, so we were sitting around the table, and he, he looked at me and says, you're sitting across the table from me come sit right next to me because I don't want to have to get up when I want to hit you. So something happened and he knocks me off the chair and he's beating the hell out of me and I'm on the ground and I'm puking and crying and throwing up and stuff. And it was like, and then I just stopped. You know, so I just kind of looked up and said, huh, I'm never going to be intimidated again in my life. And it was like I absolutely s- uh, stepped out of my body and was watching it. And I've had a really, really hard time stepping back into the body to be, you know, sensitive to any emotional stuff. Oh. That was a long time ago. And you still have a hard time? Oh, sitting around uh, a dinner table? I, I just, my brother walked by. Uh-huh. And they'd say, we still we have a hard time sitting down at a dinner table, have, having seen that. So, um, and another thing he did was, that was, I thought, kind of interesting. So he got pissed at me and had a hammer in his hand. He went, and hit me with his back of his hand, you know? And I was flying through the air, and I, it was just like a cartoon. Like, you know, you're just going, just, it just, I looked, I said, it's just a cartoon, you know? So, it was. I'm sorry you went through that. Well, whatever, you know, it's, it's what you do, and it influences how you live your life. And when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Would you say that now you are living a life that's true to how you feel? Like, do you say, would you consider yourself a kind person now that is kind to others? And also, you are you pursuing passions that aren't so, like, typical for your size, but maybe, like, more into arts? Yes, I am. Okay. I'm, I'm taking acting lessons. Okay. Uh, 
taking singing lessons. Um, and what I decided a few years ago, I decided that, you know what? I'm going to enjoy stuff that I suck at. <laughs> so here, here's an example. I started taking singing lessons and my ex-wife dear, dearly parted, you know, loved her dearly, but you know, she, she moved on. But she said to me, why are you spending all this money on singing lessons? You're horrible. And, um, you know, you're just you're wasting all this money. You're horrible. You'll never be anything other than horrible. And then I thought about it, and, and her favorite you know, kind of singer is kind of Bocelli and all this stuff. And I wanted to call her. I think she heard about it. She says, hey, you know, it, when Bocelli was just at this sports arena and there's a bunch of people backing him up, you know who one of those people was? That was me. But you, you sang with them? Yeah, this big group, you know, big like chorus behind them. Oh, there oh, you so go. Mio. So you have, would you say you've gotten good at singing? Uh, some people think I am. There you but go. it's different, you know. So. Wait, hang on. My whole life I've wanted to be a good singer, but I'm awful. Yeah? Okay. You're telling me that I have hope? Oh, you absolutely have hope. You absolutely have hope. And it's like playing tennis. So if you go out and they hand you a tennis bracket and you go out there, and you're going to suck. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, one thing, I can hear your voice. You don't have a lot of resonance. Okay. <laughs> so you're going to have to work on that. Okay. But, uh, so here comes the bride. Say that. You want me to sing yeah. it? Yeah. Here comes the bride. All right. Give me a second. Here comes the bride. It came upon a midnight clear. You want me to do that? Yes. So what you have is you have pretty good intonation. Okay. You're getting close. Okay. So you can work on that. Okay. Uh, and then it's, so you've got potential. You do. So you're, what, you're not just saying that. No, I'm not. Because, you know, some people, are, you say, no, don't, you're, you're worthless. Don't even think about it. So what you do, do you have uh, like uh, Apple Music? I do, yeah. Then just say, uh, play singing lessons and start singing along. Okay. And then join a uh, chorus uh, and just start working now. Put that as your holy grail. That's something I think I'm good at, is meeting somebody and say, what's your goal? What's your hope and what's your dream? Really, I can help you get there. There you go. So I can take people to, I think sometimes, where they don't believe they can go. And you know what the whole thing is? Just making believe they can do it. Wow, I if, love that. And if you can do that, then you can go. And if you have that aspiration to be in a band, who gives a f if somebody doesn't like you? Okay, what do you do now? Uh, right now, I basically am trying to uh, push some theoretical physics. Can you tell us more about that? You mentioned it briefly earlier. Uh, it's, it's a concept of a fifth space-time dimension. Okay. And what that means with respect to gravity. And uh, it's a new, would redefine gravity, redefine space, redefine time, make time a uh, energy source. And I'm getting a, fo a following, you know. Yeah, so that's getting my, you know, that's my focus now. Okay. You know, then doing the music stuff, yeah. And um, so you, like, it's like a theory that you have. Yeah. Uh -huh. And how did it come to you? Or like? Uh, before I knew the wor world was flat or was round. Wait, what did you say? It was before I knew the world was round. Before you knew the world was round, you had this theory. Yeah. How well, old well were it you? started up four or five. So, right at the beginning of the universe, the universe inception, I don't use the word Big Bang. 
Okay. All, everything in the universe was maybe in the size of a beach ball, an orange or something. So okay. Whatever the size was, pretty small. Everything in the universe was that thing. Okay. And in space-time, space curves around mass density. The more the mass density, the more space curves, and okay. that's where light goes and all that other stuff. So my, I'm proposing is right then, so you, you have this thing, and space-time is curving around that. Uh-huh. And it just didn't go bang out, straight out at the speed of light. And what I'm suggesting is that the universe expands along two degrees of freedom. It goes this way. It's, it's sort of like a tetherball. Uh-huh. The tetherball goes like this, right. and it's going like that, and that's light. And then it's moving away from the pole, which I call the fifth space-time dimension. Okay, that's your theory. Yeah, it's a theory. Okay. And then from there, all kinds of stuff happens. So you got gravity goes this way, plus gravity goes that way. So then you can add them up, add the vectors, and you come up with composite gravity, which redefines gravity. And then once you do that, then something else happens and something else happens. So I'm trying to work out that. I gave a talk, a poster presentation at the American Physical Society April meeting, which was from Quarks at the Cosmos. So, you know, I got to, you know, at least get up there and say, here's here's what I have to say, all you brainiacs. (laughs) And I said, God... You know, I'm doing all this stuff, but what if what if I'm just dead f***ing wrong? Hmm. If all this is just stupid and wrong. He says, it doesn't matter if you're wrong. Oh, you question that sometimes? Oh, yeah. He says, it doesn't matter if you're wrong. Just keep at it. Uh, one last question, just to connect uh, you now with who you were in high school. So right. it seems like you have like a lot of depth to you, obviously, as far, as far as mathematics and physics. So in high school, were you like depriving the side of you? No, I was absolutely not studious. I think I studied in two classes in my life. Wow. This is where I remember. One was in high school physics because I, I wanted to show that I could beat the big gun. Uh-huh. And I did. I don't remember who that was. But in high school, no, I was told, I was very young, that a doctor said, God, this, something about this kid, you better have him tested. They tested me. I had some like insane IQ. They never told me what it was. And I could never escape it. And it was like... Your parents, did they care? Oh, they, yeah, and you know, people knew it, and they, they could see it. Most people see it, and they had people screaming at me, if you, if you knew what your potential was, and you knew this, and you knew that. And well, I'm glad that you're, like, tapping into your potential now, though. That's really Oh, cool. I, I always was in some way. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry you went through the things you went through. I'm glad that you've, like, tapped into, like, who you really are on the inside, and you're finding ways to, to not only make that show for you, but it sounds like you're helping other people around you which I think is really cool. And then, so uh, do you have any, any thoughts for us? Ah, uh, you, young lady, can be a singer in a rock and roll band. You hear that? This is, this is for all my cousins who told me I couldn't sing. Oh, yeah. No, you go, and you go, and uh, a, a kick for my, a plug for my granddaughter, who's a lead guitar player in the fluorescence. So you, uh, she's 16, and if you... Um, Say, play the fluorescence, self-titled, and then you can get to hear my little granddaughter. And if you listen to 91X, you've heard her on 91X. And the same could be you. Let's go. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, And what was your name again? I don't even know your name. Oh, Frank. Frank. Cool. I'm Thraya. Thraya? Yeah. Thraya. Okay, cool. Thank you guys so much for listening, and thank you again. That's it. All right. Cool. Cool.